Hello everyone, this is Thomas and Christine Erdos. And you're listening to Love's Fire. Welcome everyone to another episode of Love's Fire. I think our intro already did that for you, but here it is again. (laughs) In a fresh new way. Uh, (laughs) uh, I think I'm funny sometimes. I think I'm funny. You're funny. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That's what my wife tells me. So, (laughs) unbiased, of course. Um, So, here we are. We're going to talk about uh, kind of jump back into Destiny Fulfilled. Part three. Part three is what I'm thinking. What we're thinking. Yeah. Even though we've kind of continued that, even the last two episodes, we're still on a similar topic. Really, everything we talk about should be about fulfilling our destiny in Christ. Yeah. One way or another. Yep. But we got to give it a name, so whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So. (laughs) Yep. The episode still needs a title. So, <laughs> so we have, uh, we're going to share uh, some of our own stories of um, walking out prophecy. And yeah. I mean, we're still, of course, in the process of walking out prophecy. Sure. Uh, and the word of God and dreams and things he's spoken to us. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think this time we're going to focus a little bit more on personal prophecy that we've received because yeah. so many people in charismatic circles have so many prophecies that have been spoken over them yeah and uh hopefully they kept record of them yeah uh written written them down or something but you know uh even if they have they haven't seen them fulfilled and they're just waiting on them yeah and just waiting for the lord's timing and and just not seeing anything and so we want to share a little bit more on that yeah of how we can actually walk out these things that god has called us to yeah the you know both from the word and from dreams visions prophecies you know yeah personal whatever that he's spoken to us so so in habakkuk 2 2 here's a pretty uh you know well-known verse on prophecy or, or visions is what it's specifically talking about but it says then the lord answered me and said write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it and so he's talking about, okay, I've given you a vision and, you know, write it down. So one, it's talking about the importance of writing it down. Yeah. And of course, in this context, it's about, you know, spreading the vision all over Israel. So um, so it's literally running with it, uh, but I think it has broader applications than that as well yeah. of us being able to run <laughs> the race set before us. Yeah. Um, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so to run out, to what he's called us to um to be and to do and to walk with him in so yeah yeah i really like in the scripture how it says um make it plain because that reminds me of even what we've touched on in the other episodes about simple obedience and so it's like what are what are the simple steps i can take today that are helping me run my race for the rest of my life you know, and so, and of course, we understand and we have some prophecies in which we know that it will take time. And so, there are sometimes prophecies in which you may not have seen yet fulfilled in your life. And that doesn't mean you're, it doesn't mean you're not doing it, it doesn't mean you're not doing something with it. It just may not be time yet. 
But there are things in which for us, where we've asked God and felt that there were steps that would um, point us in the right direction in different things that we're called to. And so that's, that's, again, up for each of you to ask God about for your own personal walk and journey. But we're going to share from ours and see if that helps, um, helps you, which I believe it will. And so did you want to start on what it's been like for you or you want me to? Uh, you can start. Okay. So I've already touched on this, I think, in the very last episode about one thing I feel and not only have I felt this as a child or, you know, maybe didn't have language for it yet growing up, but I just knew that I um, would make up, like make up. But anyways, I believe it came from God, even my sweet little songs as a child. But like I would just get songs from God um, even as a young girl. And I know a lot of that was influenced by my mom had had and has, and and both my parents, my mom and my dad, have um, really sweet relationships with Jesus. And I'm very, very thankful for that because it really set um, me up for success to encounter Jesus deeply in in a real way. And so my mom would wake up and um, tell us and tell us at times, like, this is the song that Jesus gave me today and just sing it. And so it was a very normal part of my life growing up was like, oh, okay, Jesus gives us songs. <laughs> and so it was like, it, it, it didn't really have to be taught to me. It's just something I watched. My mom invited me into by just sharing her own story. And so for me, um, you know, I was listening, like if I was by myself, that, you know, I don't remember all the encounters, but I just remember that, that I would listen and I would write it down. And so we found some of them. They are amazing. <laughs> some are pretty funny, but they're, some are also yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, they're funny. But some are, yeah, actually we're like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, so thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, more recent, in more recent years, in, um, when people have prophesied over me, they've been bringing it up. And, and on the, on the surface, a lot of people wouldn't know. It's not like I'm currently in... Uh, it's not like I'm walking around carrying a guitar. It's not like I'm on stage worshiping. Like really, it's been from we believe the Spirit of God putting on, on these men and women of God's hearts to to say this. Actually, I don't. I'm trying to think if a woman has prophesied over this over me yet, but may but there has been some men of God that have prophesied over just um, pursuing worship and pursuing singing and pursuing uh, writing songs and things like that and so which has you know which has felt right to me as well um but not to say that it hasn't been a challenge because it's something in my life where I've had to face uh just like different lies that I have felt about this calling which a lot of times things we're called to the devil does not want us to pursue or to succeed in because it's the very thing God has wants his image to be revealed through us, you know? And so it's like the devil, it doesn't want to see God's image multiplied in this earth. And so if that encourages anyone of like, why has it been so hard for me and not others and things like that, it's like, listen, all of us are called to bear the image of Jesus. And when Jesus walked this earth, he 
didn't have the easiest road. We all know that. And it doesn't mean that you're not called to something because it's been difficult. That doesn't mean it's not always that like, oh man, there's just not a grace on me for this. It's not always the case. A lot of times it's because there's a war against what you're called to. And, but if you'll press through, man, the, the amazing thing and the things I'm thankful for is that because I've had, because I've had to face these lies and really allow God to show himself victorious as I press through some of those lies, it's like knowing that now that there's a victory that he has given me that now I can help set other people free to see that same victory in their lives. And so it's like, I wouldn't trade my journey thus far and will continue to be a journey with God that is like now going to release other people to see what God's called them to. And so, yeah, I kind of went on a rabbit trail there, but I think it was important. And so what one of the things that I felt God called me to in this is like, you know, I can read the prophecies, I can get encouraged of what God has for me, but if I'm not actually putting myself in an environment in which other worshipers are, or, you know, like I said in the other episode, like actually taking guitar lessons because I don't feel that I'm only called to write lyrics, but also music. And so it's like, if I'm not doing those things, then how will I be prepared in when, like, when the time comes of me to actually, like, be more public about what he's called me to. And so that's one thing is, like, just knowing how much God prepared David in his, like, apprentice years, like, in his years leading up into being king. It's like yeah. he, he was, you know, he was being prepared until that day. And so a lot of times with prophecies, um, you know, it's not going to be you get prophesied that you're a worship leader and now the next day you're on stage. It's usually not that. Like David, for example, he was prophesied to be king and then it was 20 or something years until he was actually king, right? Yeah, it was like 25 years until he was king of all Israel, if I remember right. Yeah, and so there was a time of preparation. What? Not just 25 easy years either. A lot of those years literally being chased down for his life. Yeah. And by the current king, and yet still not willing to do anything against God's anointed. Yeah. And so, which is an amazing, like, wow, there's so much yeah. to learn from David's story oh, yeah. of like how he stewarded the, pro- like the prophecy, Yeah. you know, in quotes, I mean, it was a prophecy, but it was the anointing yeah. that he had, like how he stewarded that yeah. and like how God prepared him and molded him and shaped him and put him in the right places to learn from the right people. Right. And yet... And then even in the wilderness was building his character and and building these mighty men around him. Yeah. And so it's just amazing. Yeah. Incredible. And so, you know, it's asking God, like, what is it? Yeah. One, one <laughs> last, I was like, wow. And not only that, but literally right before the breakthrough of that anointing, that, that pointing, that prophecy, um... Uh, well, I guess he wasn't appointed, but that anointing of king, he, if you remember the story, um, a bunch of his men's, uh, or I guess all of the, all of their wives and children were kidnapped while they were the men were gone, and they were about to kill David, like his own men were about to kill him, um, and like it was, and so he had to encourage himself in the Lord. And then the Lord told him to follow him, and then they, you know, praise God, like we're able to uh, get all their, all their, 
uh, families back and all their possessions back. Um, and so, but I just say that to like a lot of times the, the battle is the hardest or feels the hardest right before a breakthrough. Yeah. And it was just right after that, that he was anointed king over, um, over Judah at least, or, um, yeah, <laughs> from what I remember. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's an encouragement to people. Like if it's, if it's hard, uh, you know, walking out something God's called you to keep going. Yeah. And, you know, talk to the Lord, ask him what the strategy is and what he's telling you. But if he's just saying, keep going then just keep going. And, uh, when we don't grow weary and well-doing, uh, we will reap the harvest. We will receive the reward. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I told someone recently about a lot of times, you know, for breakthrough, it was kind of funny, but it was like, for breakthrough, something's got to break. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's kind of hard when something breaks, but that's, you know, you're breaking through. It's amazing. And so, yeah, keep going. Um, and yeah, so a practical thing we felt uh, that God was calling me to sign up for recently was... Uh, this like intensive or something called a song lab in which worshipers come together to write songs together and learn and worship God and learn together of just like how to um, practice this gift. And so it was incredible and challenging and stretching. And, but I'm so thankful I did it, you know? And it's like, so it's just asking God, what, what is he asking us to do in to take steps towards what he's called us to which you know i'm sure there's people out there where you've done something or had ideas about something but i'll tell you like for me and this might be for you if there's that one thing that you know you're called to and you don't know how you're going to get there sometimes it may require you doing something that in your like your flesh is like uh uh-uh no way like for me it did require a lot of encouragement i'm so thankful that i had thomas and just like had been thankful that God had given me a heart to just do whatever it took because I know for me it's like I like burn to see God glorified and I burn to see him worshiped for what he's worthy of Mm -hmm. and so I like would give anything to just 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 to obey him like I just want to do what he's called me to and so it's like but sometimes there is just that temptation to be like oh it would be so like you know the the you know the lie that'd be so easy to just not like not do these things that are stretching but I really think that is a lie and just a facade because walking out what God called us calls us to is the most fulfilling thing ever. (laughs) And it's been so fun. Like even I was just like texting today with some of the people from the song lab that we got to write songs together. And I was just reminded of just the fun. Like it's so fun to do what we're called to, to do what we're made for. It's like, there's nothing really like it. Obviously Jesus, nothing compares to Jesus, but it's so fun to create with him because he's a creator. And so whatever he's called you to, if it's to encourage people, then you know how fun it is to encourage people because God's an encourager. And so it's like, you know what it is when you're walking out something that is particularly God designed you for and how fulfilling it is. So just as an encouragement, it's worth it. Even if it seems scary, that good thing you have God and good thing that you're the righteousness of Christ and the righteous are as bold as lions and that's who you are. Amen. Yeah. So good. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, and so, I mean, one aspect is, you know, like Paul tells Timothy, you know, like we've talked about before, like wage a good warfare with the prophecy spoken over you. So part of that can be, you know, thanking God for the, the prophecies, for his promises in prayer and, and, and declaring them. So that can be an aspect of it and is an aspect of it. Um, yeah. But then, like we've been talking about, there's also practical steps. So calls to take a lot of times and yeah. just perseverance. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, even thinking about this man who... Uh, uh, brought revival to New York in the, I think, 1858, around that time. And he was burdened for the city and he started, a, he just was refreshed in prayer, which, speaking of which, we had just, you know, by this point, uh, should have been a month since we did our, you know, prayer challenge of praying an hour a day uh, for people. So if you did that or did something like that, please let us know, share the testimonies in the yeah. comments. Um, you know, or however you want. And, uh, you know, we look forward to hearing those because we know that God is faithful. But so this man, he was changed and and he spent an hour uh, in prayer one day and he was just completely refreshed and transformed and and impacted. And he's like, wow, if this city could just experience God in this way, that it would be changed forever. And so he started a prayer meeting, uh, a a lunchtime prayer meeting for business. I mean, you know, so, so businessmen could come, but for anyone, and uh, he he printed out back in the 1850s. He printed out and distributed, uh, I want to say, sixty thousand flyers. Sixty thousand. That's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of time. That's yeah. a lot of investment into this prayer meeting yeah. to let people know about it. And then when the prayer meeting comes, do you know how many people were there when it started? Zero. Except for him <laughs> and Jesus. Jesus was there. And by the end of the, you know, slowly people started to trickle in. And by the end of the prayer meeting, I think there were six people that showed up. Out of 60,000 flyers, that's one person for every 10,000 flyers. And that's not a good ratio. <laughs> but what's amazing is he kept going. And yeah. the next meeting, there was double. And the next meeting, double. And it just kept growing and a crisis hit the nation. And that prayer, that little, that meeting that started with one person, prayer meeting, uh, within uh, two years, it spread all across the East Coast, uh, transformed New York. I mean, there were ships that would sail in and people would come in. Sailors would start to repent before they even get to shore uh, into New York during this time. they estimate, and then, and the revival actually spread all across the world to South Africa, to to Ireland, to all over. And they estimate that in those two years that this went on, uh, that something like two million people came to Jesus as a result of this prayer, li- rev- uh, you know, prayer revival, I guess you would call it. And uh, so, anyway, be faithful. You know, continue with what he's. Uh, started and he'll finish the good work as long as we're obedient and faithful and we leave it in his hands right don't try to control it yeah all we have to do is uh be good stewards yeah and leave the rest to him and he's the one that brings the increase yeah so it's good stuff thank you jesus yeah you want to pray us out yep yeah so we just thank you father for 
all the things that you have planned for your children. We know that you have good plans for us and everyone listening. And you just speak a peace over their hearts and their minds and any pressure on them to um, accomplish anything in their own strength. We tell that pressure to go in Jesus' name. And we just speak new hope, refreshing wind to blow over their hearts and their mind, which is it's not just blowing over them, it's in them. It's you, Jesus. You are the refreshing. You are the hope. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for just reviving their hearts to see that you are good and that your plans for them are good. Thank you, Jesus, that they would believe the truth about themselves. They would not give up on the things you've called them to, the things that they are, their hearts burn for. We thank you, Jesus, for giving them courage in Jesus' name for their hearts to take courage and to run with what you've given them, Father. Thank you for giving them simple steps. Thank you for the, the vision being plain to them so that they can start to just or continue to walk out what you've called them to. In Jesus' name, thank you for the simplicity of your goodness and your call to them, Father, that it's simple yet the most fulfilling. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bye. Bye. We love you. Be blessed. Holy Spirit, get every person. (laughs) Your goodness, your love, your joy, your peace and righteousness. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Bye.